0: You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio with number 590 for Cinco de Mayo. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio. Talking about Mini Coopers for you on a uh, Thursday night like we like to do on a weird night of the week. Uh, again, scheduling snafus and whatnot. But we're going to talk about Minis. We're going to talk about other things. It's going to be a pretty cool show. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Uh, with us tonight, as always, our good man Todd Pearson from uh, Linux, Kansas, motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. Uh, I'm here, home of Bird Shit Central. <laughs> That might be the image for this week's show, because um, that's kind of funny. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Do seagulls
1: <laughs> really go that far inland? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that course, is our man Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, and joining us this week as well with his all of his gear finally arrived via donkey mule train from Boston. Our good man Alex. It took a while, but. The equipment arrived safe and sound. Obviously, did you, Moving guys, did they use like a mule train to get your stuff from Boston to California? Because it shouldn't have taken that long.
2: Well, let's be transparent here. I've been very lazy unboxing everything. And so that's, you know, to be frank with you guys, I just unboxed that stuff right now before the show. <laughs> <laughs> what is it is. Alex, you <laughs> lazy bum. Um, I'm imagining- I was gonna
1: say you at least if on the underwear, right? I mean, you're good to go there. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm fine with the underwear. Yes. Alex, I'm I'm a little worried because I'm imagining you're you're living in some small, really tiny apartment over like a, a butcher shop and the tenderloin or something. <laughs> now I'm picturing like it just filled with boxes and it looks like you're a hoarder, this and you have this weird meat on yeah. on everything.
2: So right now I have like in front of me I have five boxes uh, on top of one another. I have a mattress resting on the on the <laughs> on floor. the on the floor. The, I have boxes, you know, next to the window. I have nothing to sit except at the like a countertop, you know, chair, and then that's it. And, and well. You know in
1: his defense i mean every week he fills his recycling with empty cardboard boxes so i mean he can only do so many boxes a week <laughs> you know so well
0: that's not in san francisco chad that's not actually recycling there's a separate can for boxes
1: oh uh, right 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 oh, oh alex, alex, no. alex,
0: <laughs> he has to deal with like 15 different <laughs> trash cans it's the yeah, yeah.
2: that's 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 a thing yes
0: oh
3: yes gosh. and then when you open your windows alex does it smell like rice or oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Or, or Alex, does it smell like uh, homeless people? You know, hope and desperation. Because I, I I fear that's the part of town you live in.
2: No, I am not actually. It feels like hipsters. I'm, I'm living the hipster side of town. Got it. Okay. All right. Cool. Nice. Very nice. (laughs) So it smells pretty good. So (laughs) every every other car is a mini, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like all over the place. Like this morning, I walked what like two blocks. I saw maybe six f fifty sixes. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's
3: where they are, but uh, everywhere That's where else.
2: they are. All the sales are happening in San Francisco. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not happening yeah. anywhere else. Alex, are you near the, the mini dealer in San Francisco? Yes, I am. A 20-minute walk away from it. Oh, okay. I know where you live. Do I, they know
0: who you are now? A good part of town.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's funny because... Um, that's a nice dealership, too, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it's a nice dealership, but they, uh, what the nice thing also is that they have a separate uh, service uh, area, right? So it's totally like in a different place of the, in the city. Turns oh, yeah. out that that service area is... Five minutes away from work so it's like five minute walk away from work oh, it's nice. really nice i came across it this morning and it was it looked really nice and really clean inside so kudos to a uh, mini of san francisco on this Excellent. And,
3: and their hourly rate is probably 250 dollars oh probably yeah, yeah but you know
2: covered until 20 what 20 something 2019 as
3: long as you get a 2016 because as soon as the 20
2: and 20, then 2020 i think
3: yeah, yeah as soon as uh the 2017s come in which
0: by the way, here's something
3: I have confusing. To talk
2: about this on another show, I think.
3: Well, I, I'm just gonna say it right now, it's really easy. Right now, in your in your local dealership, the all four country are all four Clubmans that are the brand new, just showed up in dealers within the last few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. They're all the all four Clubmans are 2017s, and they don't come with maintenance. They just come with free oil change for three years, oil three. change and brake flush at two years. Okay. That's it. So, wiper blades aren't included, manual transmission clutches aren't included, brakes aren't included. All of the things that used to be uh, I- included in your three-year 36,000-mile maintenance right. are no longer included for 2017. But, if you buy a regular Clubman, it's still like a Cooper or Cooper S Clubman. It's, it's still, still
0: 2016.
3: How confusing is this for people? Uh, yeah, very. So...
0: Yeah. We'll talk about more. that We've talked about that in the past, but you know we're going to talk more about that in the future. Uh, we're not going to talk about that tonight. Tonight, we've got some news from motoringfile.com, including some sales numbers from MiniUSA. Uh, we've got a couple of other stories that we have culled from across the internet, including a um, possible lawsuit upcoming. Another. Interesting stuff. Another. What's that? Another one. Another yeah. lawsuit.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so we've got that. and um, And if Alex says anything relating to Star Wars, I promise you, I will punch him.
2: Oh, I almost said something when you started the intro. I'm like, you're, you're lucky it's not for May the Fourth, but because no. because we are recording on May the 4th. Oh, Day. I'm
3: so. gonna go watch. Uh, um, I'm gonna go watch the Force Awakens right after we're done
2: here. Oh yeah. no, no, you can't watch it without me in your super nice theater. I I'm think. doing.
3: I'm gonna turn it up so loud that my neighbors are gonna call the
1: police.
2: No, <laughs> I want to be here.
1: <laughs> That's great. If I could see the police report that says. <laughs> The homeowner was watching Star Wars at level 11, and we had to tell him to turn it down. It's not my fault. It's Ankyo's fault. That's what I will give you 20 bucks for that one.
0: I'll blame Ankyo. I like it. <laughs> Very good. We're going to get to all that and plus uh, whatever else we come up with uh, here in just a minute. Let's remind you. start off by reminding you about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at OutMotoring.com. You have, of course, clicked over and signed up for the email newsletter, so you get your 5% discount coupon right Right. Um outmotoring.com, you know why we love outmotoring.com? Anybody? Uh, they've been one of the they've been one of the, the, one of the original sponsors of White Refrado. Uh, Aaron started sponsoring us like almost right out of the gate. Right? So it's like what ten years he's been sponsoring White of, keeping us afloat, helping us put out this fine show for you every week. Pretty strong. Not only that, but MotoringFile has been one of the original sponsors of MotoringFile.com. back before it was called motoringfile.com. He supports all the clubs in the United States just because that's what he does, right? He's all, about, he's all about you guys. Um, and, you know, he likes it, though, because he does all the support that maybe it would be really cool if you, like, clicked back over to the site and checked out, like, some of the new products. He's adding, like, 200 products a month to the site. It's awesome. Uh, you want one of those really – I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm going, oh, I should get one of these kind of bike racks. The uh, hidden trailer hitch receiver. Got them for all the cars. Boom. Done. Um, all the car care products that you want. Done. Vacuum pipe. He's got those, too. Doesn't matter. Um, especially, remember, this is car event season. Southwest Mini Fest, the Dragon, Maine, Texas States. All these are coming up, right? You want to look sharp, you want to look hot, go over to almotoring.com for the full line of lifestyle products for your person. You know, the hats, the shirts, the shoes, the watches, all those things. Uh, plus a full line of car care products to make your car sparkly and new. Very cool stuff. Uh, that's, of course, our friends over at Al Motoring, almotoring.com. Go over there, check it all out. Uh, don't forget the email newsletter. Get signed up for that as well. Okay, okay, good. All that and more from Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Many performance, speed, and manual shift boots swayed with silver trim ring. Oh, yeah. Outmotoring.com. Maestro, if you please. Boom. What do we got? Boom. Let's see. Where should we start? We're only going to talk about Let's start, I'm going to start with the easy one just cuz it's that's uh, easier for me and we're just going to remind everybody to click over to motoringfile.com and get the world premiere Mini JCW convertible for those of you who are looking for that car looks hot there's a ton of pictures go check it out it's over there okay that's the only easy one i got we're getting it's into not it the
2: configurator is it
0: oh, no convertible did i say countryman? no no no. is it uh, sorry it's in the, the
2: configurator thing. yet no i don't, I, I don't think
0: I don't. it's on the configurator yet okay now,
3: okay and this cuz it was the european like all of the european press got to see and drive this car right and uh
0: well, have, I think it was, I think the F56 body with in convertible. It's, looks re, it's, yeah, it's right, really nice.
3: And hey, the the European press loves this car so far, mm-hmm. as they should. I think the JCW is the heart of what many should be from this point on, and I'm just going to say that.
0: Okay, I like it. Um, I just think the I just think the F56 really lends itself to the convertible body shape. The extra rake in the windshield, the lack of a top—you know—I just think this car looks great.
2: Yeah, it's because like with the with the top down, especially like the length of the hood is not so much disproportionate with uh, the rest of the body of the car for some reason. Alex,
0: percent.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think you guys are both right.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's just oh, and of course
0: they show it off in chili red, and it looks amazing. In fact, here, Todd, let me send you. Let's put this picture in the chat. So that you can see that it's not actually the Dorito red. It's actually chili red. So oh, yeah. No, I believe it. It looks amazing.
2: Yeah, it looks really nice this way.
0: So if you are gonna, if you are looking to get a convertible, yeah, you should save your pennies and get the JCW. I'm just saying. I'll tip my hat to you for sure. Um, anyway, go check that out. Um, then what are we going to do next? Let's do sa- sales? Yes. Let's do sales and then Wall Street Journal. Um, April... Year-on-year sales down
3: 12.4%. Yeah, and and this is a trend because uh, as part of this press release that came out from BMW Mini, the year-over-year sales were down, what, 14% now?
2: Yeah, I believe that was right. So can, you, can you explain to the audience what you mean by year-over-year to so, make sure like we're looking at where they know what time period we're talking about? Yeah,
0: so when you hear year-over-year, you're, it's when they compare this year to the previous year same time period same for the previous year so nice. for example we're looking at march 15th march 2015 versus march 26th
3: april now we're talking april
0: yeah april i mean sorry yeah i was looking at matt's chart sales chart for last month
3: right right so and when we talk about year yearly sales so the first four months of the years which is actually a third of your of the year um <clears throat> sales are down 14 percent in 2016 over what they were in 2015. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that those are the facts, the way they go, and a lot of people. There are some some excuses here. Okay, let's get this out of the way first before we start diving into dissecting it. Is the the Clubman came out early this year and really wasn't in full force at the dealers until probably mid February or so.
0: Right. So they they sold three Clubman. Yeah. Last year, this time,
3: and the Clubman has been doing very well so far in the first yep. four months of this year. Okay, yep. the Countryman is what six years old now. Yes, and it's dying off like it's the sales are trailing it's, off to nothing.
0: But really, they're not because if you look at last year versus yesterday, this year, it's only on four actually an increase of four percent, point four percent.
3: They are up, aren't they? So yeah, just
0: a little bit because I sold like five more. So you the,
3: can't even use that as an excuse. But right. the uh, the convertible didn't exist but even so you look at last year's sales you know what are what are we talking about they're uh where are they here they said a 79.7 percent increase
2: yeah because it was 400 and uh, 301 last year and yeah four hundred one this year
3: so you can't even use the excuse that there's no convertible and no clubman because they're they're both up Right. So this just actually doesn't bode well for the hardtop. Am I right? Or am I right?
0: Hardtop. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Hardtop sales are down almost fifty percent. Um, so I mean, that's pretty strong.
3: Which is the flagship of the line. It should be what's carrying the line. It's always been the best selling mini. For there was a brief, I think, one month when the Countryman outsold it, but the hardtop, which they lump together, uh, actually they don't lump together with the four door.
0: The four door. They pull out separate, and even the four door sales are down thirty five percent.
3: Right. Um, so, uh, anyway, the Wall Street Journal had a uh, an interesting article on these. Right.
0: Um, well, not on the sales thing. Yeah. But really quick, before we switch over to the Wall Street Journal thing, I thought this was interesting because Matt posted sales from other brands from last month, year to year over year over year. And I thought it was interesting. Um, Smart was down. Mazda was down 3.4 percent. VW is down almost 10 percent, and Fiat was down almost 20 percent to last year.
3: And, and Fiat sucks. Uh,
0: and you know, but you know what's interesting is Scion, and I think I know why, is up 54 percent to last year.
3: They're just clearing out the They're clearing out and the and inventory because that, of it's, the
0: last that's I guess too. And then Subaru was up six percent.
3: Subaru has always been a strong brand. And yep. they still make good cars, although I don't like the design of those cars. I just think they're they're unattractive unless you
0: looking again at looking again at Matt's sales figures. It's the highest number of sales cars. It sells more cars than any, but Super sells more cars than, the than anybody else.
2: And, and uh, what's surprising it? also it's Volkswagen because the the diesel crisis is in full swing at this point, right? And they're only down. I mean, only it's already significant, but they're only down like ten percent, while Mini is still down like twelve and point yeah, right. yeah. yeah. four percent. Yeah,
3: 125 percent.
1: This, yeah, you know, the the Subaru is a car that's very interesting for everybody. I mean, yeah, you either like or hate it, but, I mean, it's still a much better design and a better-looking car than some of the other cars out there on the market right now.
3: Well, sure. I, and you know what? Subaru isn't plagued with a lot of the uh, reliability issues, if you will. Yeah, many I mean, there's you buy it, it's done. It, you know, you're good to
0: go. Solid car.
3: Yeah, they and they have a lot of brand loyalty. Uh, Subaru has done something that we all know Subaru people, right?
0: Yeah, they, they, our man Tony, our man, uh, Tony in Philly. <laughs> with the bra- he's got a brat, man. And he's winning all those awards. You see that? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Anthony's winning all these awards with his old school brat that he's completely restored. It's badass. It is awesome. <laughs> so
3: Subaru's got a, a big following. Volkswagen also has a big following. And yep. who knows? You, you would have expected their sales to be down more. But I don't think the diesel scandal is going to hurt them as much as... And it's going to hurt them financially because they're getting fined and they're having to buy cars yeah. back from people. It's not going to hurt. Yeah. it's not going to hurt them gonna, as bad it, as people think it more. is.
2: No, yeah, maybe. I, or, yeah. I mean they they, they sell uh, they sell GTIs like uh, hotcakes right now. I see I see them on the street like pretty much every corner. As ma- I see as many GTIs. I I mean, Grand San Francisco is not a uh, is not really representative of what's happening in the U.S. market. But I see I, as many GTIs on the street as Hummies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Todd, go
0: ahead.
3: So, uh, and and what? What I mean, Matt, who wrote this article over at Motoring File, had to say was uh, the first thing that, that, that they come in and Gabe is on board with this argument also, is that the price of gas is what's driving this. Mm, it's not. And I cry bullshit on that because I think the price of gas is a factor, but gas is going up over the last six months gas is as expensive as it's been in 6 months. It's on, it's yeah, been continually but it's still, rising.
0: But it's still consistently under $3. It's still that's
3: yeah, $2 a gallon uh, instead of we four. all remember when it was 4 and over $4 a gallon for premium, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's not that long ago. Right. So, but here's why I cry foul on this is because Mini's never been considered to be an economy car. Right. Th- which crazy is it's a small car and Think back to 2003, you go to the filling station, and what's the one question people ask you? What kind of mileage does that get?
0: No, I is thought it was, is it electric? Yeah. yeah, is it electric? Yeah, is it
3: electric? And yeah. then the next question is, what kind of mileage does that thing get? Oh, right?
0: And then the next question is, is that safe? Yeah. And then <laughs> you get to pull out the video of the F-150 versus the Mini crashing into a wall. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> and yeah, what but, kind of mileage do you get out of that?
3: Yeah, the point is that Mini's never been considered an economy car, although it does pretty good. There's a lot of cars that get better fuel economy than it does. Uh, Honda but, Civic, for example.
0: Well, yeah, the Civic. And, and the,
3: it's doing all. so much better. That's actually, you know, going up in sales as far as a small car that's...
0: Well, that's because there's still a lot of old people in the United States too, dude.
3: Well, I don't care wh- whatever reason it is. You look at what are people cross-shopping instead of a Mini because clearly they're not buying as many Minis right now, okay? Right. So, so we have to look at what are the reasons for this. And we've been talking about this for the last three weeks now. This is going to be the third week running. Yes. and uh, my take is that between the design and the fun factor, and it's hard to put this in a subjective terms, but the car is not as fun to drive as it was 15 years ago.
0: All right, I like it true. okay. We talked about that last week. and yep. I agree 100 percent. And I'm
3: still going to pound this home because this is what the community is saying
0: at large. Well, or rather, the, 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 the entry-level car isn't as fun to drive as it used to right, be. Right,
3: because I will say that the new JCW is amazing to drive. Right. It is, I think, got the soul of a Mini. It has got. It feels, you feel the heritage. It's not perfect.
0: As you would expect out of any car that costs... 40 grand. Of 40 grand. Right, right. I would imagine the Ford Focus ST... Probably is amazing to drive. The RS is what's going to be expensive. Or the RS, I mean, yeah, even the ST, but still, at forty grand, it yeah. should be a hoot to drive. Right. It
3: it should I, be, and it should feel premium, and and it does. Yeah. I think everything about my car. I've had it now two months, and uh, I love it, and I think it's got the soul of the car. But it's forty grand, so it, it's worth every penny. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody would agree with me, and clearly they're not because sales are down. So.
0: What about, yep. what about this thought? What about the idea that the economy is still kind of in recovery? People are just starting to buy new cars again-ish, you know? Because you know what I'm seeing a lot of on the roads? And I don't know about you guys, except for Alex, he's all min- of them, but minis and Volkswagens. But I'm seeing a lot of Mazdas on the road. Like the CX-5, you practically can't swing a dead cat in Phoenix without hitting one of those. Or a Mazda 3.
3: Well, I think you basically...
1: Everywhere. You...
0: And I think people are wanting to buy a new car, but I think they're not wanting to spend... Twenty-five thousand dollars.
1: I don't know if I could really be included in this because everything here is domestic.
0: Yeah. Right. Because Chad's in Detroit.
1: Yeah. Right. Fords, Chevys. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Chevys on every single.
0: You're pricing Chevy yeah. Malibus like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Which is a fine car, and you can get them for you get them really nicely nicely equipped for like twenty three grand. Yep. And you st- know,
2: I would like to come back on the comment that Todd made about. um. The car, you know, the entry-level car, not being not being as fun as it was 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about who is not buying the car, but we really didn't talk about who is actually buying the car, right? There are still people buying it, mm-hmm. and and I I don't think I it's funny because those I, I don't know what where the le- the sales level number back in you know the 2000s, um, but I would figure that people mostly buying the car are maybe enthusiasts, right? So that would maybe go against because those levels are pretty much this, not pretty much the same, but they are very com- comparable to what they used to be like a while ago. Mm-hmm. So my argument is that, and maybe I'm totally wrong. My argument would be that enthusiasts like keep on buying the car, but everyone else is is not buying it for you know for many reasons that we've talked about at length. You know, uh, and maybe the car not being fun f- fun anymore is, is one of the reasons. But uh, it, I don't I don't I don't know to to what extent it is really really valid because. It's not. But I think when the, you look at the when you look at the marketing campaign, right. like I don't, I never heard them talking about fun, you know, the nope. fun factor of the car. Nope. It's it's grown up. It's it's a uh, luxury. Be- I mean, it's premium, right? That's what they <coughs> sell about. And so then, it's premium, and so okay, so that's premium. So what do you shop it against? Well, pe- you know, I, at least that's what many the folks at me in San Francisco are telling me, like people shop it against the, an Audi, for instance, or a right. BMW. And and just because on price and on feature, like Mini can't compete because it just all of a sudden you 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 you're spending like 40 40 grand for a car that is smaller and it has a lot of features that are not standard uh and it's just like you can't compete against like an idea or bmw it's just it's just what it is right and so you're in that weird space where you're not really competing against mass market and you're not really competing against luxury so you know who's buying a car? Like you know, it's kind of lost in Nimbos in some ways. That's that's how I see it.
3: It is, and Alex, I think to answer your question, and, and at least this is what I see at my dealer. I'm I'm there four to six days a week, okay, and I see the customers come in for service, and I see the people who come in and buy these cars. Um, I would say that from what I see, and this is anecdotal from me. Don't don't I'm not pulling raw statistics out of the air. Uh, majority of the people are older. Uh, Maybe retired or on the verge of retirement Buying these cars Uh, Hmm. The enthusiasts have
0: Like the same people that were buying the Volkswagen Beetle
3: Yeah and the Scion XB And that's what The the, the failure of of the Scion brand In Toyota's mind Was that they came out with this brand They had this All their marketing geniuses in Japan got together And said we're going to create something That's going to drop the age of our buyer We want the young money because we've got old people buying Camrys. Yeah, but you and know what? Though the
0: problem, the problem with Scott sign is that they're on the same lot with the guys that were selling the Camrys, and it was a fifty-year-old guy that's only sold Camrys his whole life. Well, he, for,
3: no, I think for whatever, whatever it was, small. no, I think the XB was a great car, and we bought one in two thousand five, and it was one of the best value cars we ever owned. It right. was thirteen grand, and it did everything we needed to do. No, it was not premium; it was cheap. The plastic felt cheap. It was cheap. It was so cheap. It was only $13,000. You could almost write a chuck for one of these things, and a lot of people did, and it did not. It was a failure for for Toyota as a brand because it didn't bring the age down, okay? And so I'm kind of wondering, is is many looking at their brand going, we need to upscale it a little bit because we had how the young whatever people buying this because it was fun and we had the quirky people. We don't want them anymore. This this brand is grown up. It's more sophisticated and I saw the, the video that David Duncan did you know, our former head of Mini USA right. uh, a little more than a year ago and those words were, I'm speaking verbatim for what he said was that people consider Mini to be frivolous, okay right. and not a serious car and we're like yeah, that's right. That's what sold the thing. That's what sold all of us on this is it was fun. We wanted to get into the car, and I wanted to put a smile on my face. I wanted to fall in love with this car. I wanted to be the kind of person where I couldn't wait to go drive somewhere. And that was the whole marketing in the beginning was, like, you just want an excuse to go to the store. Like, oh, we're out of milk. And I think there was a video that somebody did once. You
0: know what's really funny, Todd, that you say that? Because now I'm thinking always to not have to drive my car to the store just because i don't want to drive it oh because you Bro, don't enjoy it I, like you did i don't want it's it's a mile away and i don't want to get in my car and i don't want to i can't be bothered to drive a mile anymore
3: well and here's the thing db you had a car not that, that fun in my car you had a car that had like three hundred thousand miles on it yeah. when you got rid of it right yeah you clearly enjoyed driving that car yeah. because you know it, you, was a, you, it was a blast to drive you drove it a lot and and there's proof to that and it held up for you
0: but even if I put springs and exhaust and in, and intake on the R56, I don't think it would be as fun to drive as the R50 still. Hmm. And it's I'd still be trying to figure out a way to put a gallon of milk on my bicycle. It's not true.
3: So anyway, I think
0: that those are just
3: the scratches. This is going to be a conversation that we continue to have as long as sales numbers stay down. So um, yes,
2: let's talk about like how the you know like the holding companies are actually approaching this.
3: Okay. So, here, now we switch over to... And this is uh, the, along the same lines because Mini's owned by BMW. There was an article in the Wall Street Journal this past week. There'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, yeah, we'll link it up in the show notes. And it was basically BMW saying, hey, we're warning that <clears throat> while the first quarter's been good, things in the future are not going to be so great. Right? They see things are... Things are not only dropping for Mini, they're dropping for BMW. And... Um, <clears throat> it was kind of a, well, look out uh, investors, because this is not well. BMW stock is down quite a bit this, uh, just in the last couple of months. Uh, It's down 2%. So all of these things kind of roll in together because I think one, BMW, like many, they're making boring cars. They're not fun. They're not exciting, and they're resting on their laurels.
0: Well, they're making some exciting cars. They're still they're still making the the the, the M3 and the M5.
3: Yeah, but like the JCW, which I think is an exciting car.
0: They're the so most expensive. You're going to pay sixty grand or ninety grand for the car. Yeah, that's right. You're
3: starting at sixty grand for a BMW that's fun like that, and you don't have a big market for it. It's very aspirational. Right. Mini's never been an aspirational brand. 318
0: is like driving a Camry.
3: As much as uh, it is now. Because now it's like, oh, I'd love to have a JCW, but I can never afford $40,000 for a car. Right. So, Alex, what are your thoughts on what was said in the Wall Street Journal article?
2: Yeah, so uh, there were a couple of interesting quotes. Um, and, and so the first one, I'm just going to read them and comment on it, and then you guys okay. can and tell me what you think, right? So the shift is... Illustrated by the company's rising research and development cost. Some of that investment will go into technology to lower emissions. I'm like, that's great. So they're you're investing in already That that's awesome. Like every you know every company looking for to innovate would do, right? But then I look at what everybody else in the space, the the really the really uh, uh, the underdogs are doing, and I look at Tesla, and I look at Apple, and I look at Google, and so those companies have. Um, R&D budgets that are, I mean, it's crazy R&D budgets, right? right. And and they have no worry whatsoever into Im- investing into lower emissions. So really, everything they're investing into is the future, while part of the R&D of BMW is really dedicated, still dedicated to the present, right? Because they have most of the, the cars they are selling are, you know, petrol engines right. uh, that need to meet those uh, lower emission standards, right? So uh, right off the bat, like you're not you're not competing on budget, and even if you would, like half of your budget, I'm saying half just as a number, would be dedicated to something that is not about really not about the future, right? So that's, that's so that's kind of a tough that's kind of a tough you know uh, situation. Uh, the second quote is um, preparing to launch several plug-in hybrids vehicles and powerful batteries. Plug-in hybrids. I'm like okay, like I mean, except prices, like who buys BMW? Plug-in hybrids and uh, mini plug-in hybrids is not even out yet, so I mean nobody buys those cars. Everybody right. prefer buying spending the money on, on the prices right? So you're you're not gonna compete into the price segment because that's not where you're playing. I was just
0: Prius for those of you who can't understand French for Prius. Prius. Sorry. <laughs> Prius. I, I, I knew what you meant, but just to make sure, brand. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: Thanks, David. And then more powerful batteries. I'm sorry, but you already lost that battle because Tesla is making the best batteries, and all of the I mean they're basically buying like all of the lithium that you can buy on the planet. Uh, uh, so I I don't know how better batteries you're making that Tesla. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so you'll never compete with the Model 3. So that's just one. I mean, at this point, you'll never do it. Uh, and then the last quote is the development of a new type of car that will be fully self-driving and connected to the Internet that it hopes to launch around the year 2030. Okay. That's like 2030. That's,
3: okay. So pie-in-the-sky stuff you say to
2: investors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, To saying that, yeah, we're kind of doing also, we're kind of thinking of the same thing that Tesla and Apple and Google are thinking about. But I'm, you know, I'm, and then I'm gonna use a quote that uh, or something that Geb said a while ago when when we were talking about the infotainment system that there is there is a team of I mean there is a team of engineers at BMW that fully realize that you know they are like behind in terms of um, let's talk about like the infotainment system right sure. but it's but and, and so they would like to do something but they're they are not being empowered to do so right. and and when when I hear you know like the CEO of BMW saying like fully self-driving and connected to the internet car I'm like okay dude that that sounds great but do you have that culture do you have that you know that uh, you you're dealing with tech bros tech bros like like don't stop at anything like they they don't know bureaucracy like they don't know any of that stuff that you guys you you have to deal with legacy R keys legacy system and all that stuff and and tech bros working at tesla and apple and google like they are not dealing with that stuff like whatsoever no. so mm-hmm. it, unless you drastically change your company's culture even if you work trying to develop this car like i i don't know how you're going to compete on market with tesla and apple and google and and maybe i could be totally wrong maybe they're working on something like amazing that is going to blow everybody away but like the significant shift in culture that is required to ship something like this i i mean that's something that you don't start working on today that's something you started working on like 15 years ago Right. Um, and so that that's those are the interesting quote I, I took out of the, the Wall Street Journal.
0: That's really interesting to say and we've talked about this before but my next new car will have Apple Play. Period. Uh, CarPlay, yeah. Or CarPlay. That's it. Or I mean the Apple or Google depends if you know if I get an Android phone between now and then. But the oh. next that I drive new with the Monroni sticker, new Monroney sticker off a of dealer's lot will have CarPlay.
3: Yeah. And it almost sure. inevitably will DB because within the next year they all should add that. And Mini and BMW have been lagging on this. You know, they, they have, have uh, said, oh, it's coming, it's coming. But I remember how slow they are. Remember, gosh, people, people don't remember this. Way back in 2002, um, when did the iPod come out? It came out in 2000, late 2002, 2003, right? right. Mm-hmm. It took Mini until mm, another year and a half.
0: Like 2005. To
3: work on iPod integration into the car. Or even have some place where you could plug in your the
0: adapter was available. I think in two thousand four, in, in late two thousand, uh, late two thousand three, early two thousand four. Yes. Yeah.
2: But and you realize that this hasn't changed. Like when when you, I, I'm sure I don't remember the exact story, right? But some, I think a series of clients at Tesla were complain, complaining about like some kind of software feature and stuff. And I think Elon Musk came out on Twitter. All right, we're gonna fix this Fix this. Then like the next month or whatever, ship a software update. Over the air, and they fixed it. So, yeah, and they fixed it, right?
0: Now you can't you can't compare Tesla being able to update a car over the internet versus any other normally built car.
3: But you should, you should. Tesla is setting the market. I I, I agree, I agree. Tesla
0: is a computer; it just has four wheels on it and it's electric, versus the a petrol powered car. No, D B, that's absolutely wrong. That's
3: no, that's wrong. The F56 is completely run by a computer. Everything about this car is computerized now.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but it's built by a car company. But it, beyond, it beyond is. the beyond the debate of company, Tesla is Tesla so is not outside the box. Tesla, yeah, is, but, Tesla know, is a as a computer company.
2: Yeah, beyond the debate of technology, like I mean, I I kind of in the I'm in the middle of, of both of you guys. Uh, beyond the debate of technology company versus car company, like the, like if you if you look at the culture, like Tesla is a culture of shipping right like no matter what they have the culture of shipping like Google has a culture of shipping right how many beta products like people are on well like, wear at, at the Google right like, it's culture of shipping stuff and Apple in some ways they also have that culture all the granted it's a bit more refined than, than anything else but like the the Apple Watch is a good example like they shipped it it's probably version you know 0.1 at this point it's not really version 1 Right. Um. And so, but like those legacy car companies don't have that culture of shipping.
3: Well, no. And they have to look six years in advance into exactly, the future yeah. because what they're designing today, what the engineers are working on today, isn't going to come out for three to six years. Right. And so they're they are their hands are tied there. So and that's part,
0: but that's part of the problem too, right?
3: Yeah, that is part of the problem too. Is that they're not you know moving fast enough when technology is advancing so quickly now.
1: Well, they also want to have everything being their pride. Pri- a proprietary type. Yes. yes, Chad. Stuff. I mean, they They, they want to want maintain nobody control. Nobody else to do it. They want to put all of the home mechanics out of business. They want to put all of the actual other people out of business so you have to take your car to the dealership. Versus somebody like Tesla that's like, "You know what? We're going to update that for you. No problem. It's just a quick over the air, you got Wi-Fi at your house. You know, hook your car up to Wi-Fi; it'll be updated, no problem. Mm-hmm. Done. So, you don't even have to come in for service. You know.
2: Yeah. So, so all of that to say is that when you look at the entire article, like it's the premises is like, okay, we're not doing great, and we're probably not going to be doing great for the next few quarters. But uh, don't be don't be afraid. Like we're working on on some super awesome stuff. And 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 me, I took apart like the awesome super stuff, and I'm like. Yeah, that's, none that's, of it sounds look, awesome Yeah, it doesn't look like you really exci- I mean it doesn't look <laughs> like you, you you get you get a hold of the situation here so that's so, so that's the thing so here's uh,
3: the here's the thing then because um, we didn't say this in numbers. BMW sales are down eleven percent year over year. so 2016 sales the first four months are eleven percent lower than they were in 2015 okay so let's let's put that on the table to begin with BMW sales are down mini sales are down both about 11, twelve percent. They're, they're, very, they're down very similarly, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think let's throw technology out the window because seriously, we've said this many times, and in, in driving my car, I still say this. I don't even use the radio very much. Um, while I want that technology and while I want Apple CarPlay integration, I want to be able to do things with it, it's not the most important thing to me. Drivability and the fun factor is the most important thing in a car to me is I want to look at it. I want to like it. I want the car to look nice. I I want it to be appealing. Mm -hmm. And I want it to drive and and put a smile on my face. Okay, those are the first two important things to me. Technology is probably third on the list of those. So I am saying BMW as a whole company, including many, have lost their minds on, they've made the cars so boring, so completely boring, that people just don't care anymore. And I said this two weeks ago when I had the rant, I said, all cars have gotten boring, okay, Mm -hmm. and Mini is probably the least boring, but how sexy of a marketing campaign is that when basically (laughs) you're saying, oh, all cars suck, Minis just suck the least. (laughs) that's that's still not going to sell cars because Gabe said that he's like well of the automotive landscape today Mini is still the best and I'm like yeah it's the least sucky of cars available today Right. Okay, that's really what we're saying is like, I, and I still say this, we're in the dark ages. There's really not much out there without spending a lot of money on a supercar like a, a Porsche or...
0: or like every man's car. There's no every man's car that's worth a shit is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, and so the trend is the trend is really like there is literally like no differentiation. There is literally no differentiation between all those brands because of two things, right? The first one, I think it's overall you have, I, I think it's fair to say like vehicle vehicle quality, increase is pretty much going up for every brand
3: all vehicles are pretty good right now yeah
2: exactly and so you're not going to compete on this and then the mass market is also catching up with the luxury market because now you have a bunch of standard features that are becoming standard right right when you look at a mini you have to i mean you have to spend like you have to spend maybe like five thousand or six thousand dollars to have the same equipment as an older civic right like how do you if you if you can't differentiate yourself and then if you have to pay a premium to get the standard stuff, why would people buy your car? There is and and clearly like no to buy your car.
3: And your and the answer is, by sales numbers, for the first four months of 2016, people are clearly going elsewhere. Because the trend in automotive sales in the U.S., it's on an upswing. Many is not. And this is what's most alarming about it, is that in, in, in general, in the U.S., car sales are up. But people are buying SUVs. And, yes, here's where Gabe's argument holds some water, and people are buying larger and larger vehicles because they care less about the price of fuel. They're like, yeah, I don't care that it only gets 18 miles to the gallon because, you know, fuel is only $2 a gallon, so I'm okay with that. I'm going to go buy a giant Ford F-150 or a giant SUV or whatever, and that's what's selling right now. That trend is going to shift, and, yeah, that will help mini sales too. But, but... Um, here is the other kicker that throws all into this. Used car sales for many are up 14% over the year. So yeah. what I'm saying is it doesn't take a rocket scientist and it doesn't take a master's in economics to figure out that new car sales, new mini sales are down 12%. Used mini sales are up 14%. This tells me, and everyone on the internet, Facebook is blowing up on this. Uh, uh, Motoring file comments are blowing up on this. They're saying, this is because people don't like the new minis. They like the older styles that are more fun to drive, they're more connected, uh, the design is more appealing. That's subjective. But that's why used mini sales are up, because people are like, I like the looks of this car better, and I like the way
1: it drives better. Right.
2: Yeah, and, and, and they're just,
1: super cheap right now.
2: Yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of uh, a couple of other consumer trends, right? So I'm I'm stepping away from looking into the future because I think it's a pointless exercise. I mean, because. I don't know I don't want to talk about too much innovation when it comes to B. I I mean it's been an innovative brand I when I compare it to Tesla and Apple and all that stuff I'm kind of worried about the ability to innovate as much right. as it is but looking at current consumer trends right so we just talked about the the w- wanting you know waning differentiation between all those brands um, and, and on top of that I think we had to uh, add the fact that really more and more people are seeing cars as, as appliances yes. uh, If if you just for the fact of Lyft and Uber you know, uh, going grab like crazy, like people really question the, 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 the need for to have a car. And if they have a car, it's really going to be more of an appliance to from, to go from A to B on occasions. Right.
3: Or you're like DB, you're like, you know what? I only, I drive 20 miles to work and I never go over 15 miles an hour. Right. Why do I care how fun a car is? Because I never get to have fun in it anyway.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, so you're not going to compete on this. And then, and then there's another thing about the infotainment systems where people are expecting more for, you know, like more high-end features to be standard for the same price or lower. And so Mini is failing on this. Like it's clearly failing on this. You're not meeting this demand. Then Because uh, they're still the- hanging
3: on to Mini Connected, which is an answer to a question in 2009 that absolutely no one asked.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and the and the worst part is that is that if I think it was a I think it was a Consumer Report back in 2014 where the first the number one complaint of people on new vehicles, where the that. Uh, um, the infotainment uh, equipment not be, not be, you know being troublesome or whatever, and so that's like the first thing one of the first things you should be focusing on, especially since you know many looking a lot a lot at the JD Power uh, results. I mean that's one of the things you really really want to put a lot of uh, effort on, and then the last thing is. Um, uh, you know, I, I think we've talked about this many times in the past, like the the seamless car buying experience with, you know, having like one person in, in, in charge of... Uh of the of you know the negotiating the financing and all of that stuff and it's still really not happening across dealers right uh, it's uh it's it's a thing that you're not you're only seeing at the rail dealers and it's i mean it's a, i think it's an, an amazing thing i don't want to be dealing with 20 different people and so you're not making the the car buying experience like uh, uh, really enjoyable i mean it's still very much the same as it was like 15 years ago on, on top of that by the way going back to tesla and apple and google those companies will never deal with that stuff like they will never ever deal with dealers. Like you'll ne- well, never you'll never have so much trouble buying a Tesla as you'll have buying a mini or a BMW. Agreed. And and that's another thing. Like it's not even technology. It's just like it's just you know, it's just like St- the selling I, process is just so much easier with uh, with w- Tesla.
3: Well, and the, the sales experience, though, I think is the same. It doesn't matter what brand you're going to have the same issues there. So it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a pretty level playing field for. It's a pain in the ass to buy a car whether you buy a Honda or. have an Toyota, opportunity or. to
2: do something like. And yes. yes. In there.
3: Yeah, they that, that is one one factor they they needed to stand out. But I, my my thing, as going back to is if the car is fun to drive, you will figure out a way. I would sit in a dealer all day if it meant I was going to end up with a car that I fell in love with and I loved more than anything else on yep. the road. And it's like, this is, I, I love this car. I, but, I will cherish hey, this car. Aunt, yeah. Here's
0: the thing. We all already have. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah. but well, Now it's, it's just not worth it. We did for the r50 we did for the r56 for 56 at 20 grand it's just man i'm not gonna send the dealer all day to try to buy that car
3: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so it is it is definitely a factor also but i think the product itself if the product were worthy that people would that it wouldn't be a factor as much as anything and right now because like we've said cars have become a commodity they're all boring so why don't make it as easy as possible as inexpensive as possible and I might as well get what I can out of the tech. Like, yeah, I'd like to be able to use my iPhone to be able to, you know, do my own navigation or whatever. Which, watch me segue into something else because we've kind of beaten the dead horse for this week. Yes. Speaking of, I have a tip for people. Oh, boy. That this is w- good. Yeah,
0: I want to hear this tip. Yeah, this do good. it, do it.
3: If your, if your Mini has, uh, uh, if you can hook your phone up to your Mini via Bluetooth make a phone call. Now, this doesn't mean that you have bluetooth audio capabilities which which pretty much means you have nav or in the latest car the media package. Right. Okay? So, if perchance you have a mini which means from like 2009 on or 2010 on, one of those, the like bluetooth telephone was standard. Okay? In in all of Minis since and god help me 2000
0: like, I want to say 2009 or 10.
3: I think it was 2009. I think it was like I don't years. have
0: Bluetooth in mine. And you got a
3: 2008. 2008. So if you can make a phone call in your mini, you can have turn-by-turn navigation with your iPhone, whether you use Google Maps or Apple Maps, um, wirelessly. It will announce that over your radio. It'll pause the radio or the, you know, your iTunes, whatever you're listening to. And you will get this, okay? This is absolutely genius because the way the iPhone sends this signal to a car that's attached to Bluetooth, and this works in anything, not just minis, this works in any other car where you can use the phone, you know, uh, via Bluetooth. Uh, Google does it by default, Google Maps. If your phone is connected to the car mm-hmm. to make calls and you put in navigation, it will announce over the speakers your turn by turn, okay? It'll pause the music, whatever's playing, pause the radio, it'll announce your turn by turns. Apple Maps is different. You have to, like, create a destination, get in the car, make sure it's connected, the car's on, um, start, uh, 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 put a destination in, and navigate. And in the bottom right corner, in Apple Maps, there is a speaker icon. You click <laughs> on click on that, and then you want to choose the option for, um, uh, announcing, and I think it's a three-letter ac- three-letter acronym, and I can't for the life of me. But you'll see it. It's the only thing that's there. Switch it over, and your Apple Maps will talk to your car, and it'll come over your speakers. And this is a really fun feature because you get turn by turn. You don't have to, like you can listen to your tunes, and you don't have to be paying attention to it. And it'll say, "Hey, turn's coming up." and it does it with both Google Maps and but you
0: have to have bluetooth in your car. But you
3: have to have bluetooth phone. Right. And you don't have to have bluetooth audio streaming because you're not going to be able to stream music. And how they do this is your phone connects to the mini and what happens is it's like it thinks it's making a phone call.
0: Ah. Oh.
3: So it sends that signal and you realize this if you have a navigation system what happens if you use your phone for navigation uh, what happens is when it announces it, your screen will go blank and it'll come up like the phone is making a phone call mm-hmm. and the announcement will come across and then we'll go back to whatever the other screen was. Nice. So right. we've tested this in our 2013 with just a Bluetooth, uh, uh, telephone in mm-hmm. it, our, our roadster. And it works on both Google maps and Apple maps. Awesome And it is a really cool feature, and my attitude is, man, if your mini dealer would tell you this, wouldn't you be less likely to spend seventeen hundred dollars on navigation?
2: Yeah, they want to tell you that. <laughs>
3: they don't want to tell you this, but you can everybody can do this now, and I'm sure a lot of people already knew that, but you don't have to plug it in. it doesn't have yeah. to be plugged in via
1: USB. it doesn't have to be plugged in through the audio port It but works. The dealer doesn't know this. The
3: dealer doesn't know it. I went to my dealer and I, I,
1: asked, I was going to say, there, there might be one or two dealers, like one pr- sale person, you know, couple across the country, but most of these people don't know that.
3: I had a little uh, uh, mini meeting with all of the salespeople and uh, the accessories people at my dealer, and I asked them all, I'm like, do you guys know it can do this? And they're like, no, how do you do it? And so I showed everyone, and they're like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to... Because for them, it's a selling point to a car. And this is new minis also. Because not every Mini comes with navigation and Bluetooth audio. And I was under the mistaken impression that all Minis came with at least a screen and Mini connected, and that's not true. Mm. You, you still get that goofy little red display, three-line display in the basic radio now. You, got the, you have to get the media package if you want a screen. It's yeah. only the Clubman. The Clubman and the convertible both come with the six-inch screen standard. And you can upgrade to the 8-inch nav screen. Well, eventually,
1: they'll all have to have backup cameras. So Yeah, they will. And At some point.
3: At the LCI, I'm pretty sure all the new minis will have a screen in it. But uh, right now, they do not. And this is an end around because I just say get a good phone mount, be it Craven Speed or the one I just got from CUDA or, you know, oh. find one that you like.
0: Find one that you like, the one that I just got, which is really nice too.
3: Yeah, find one that that you like, right? And uh and mount it there and you're good to go. You don't need to pay $1700 for navigation. The only thing you don't have is Bluetooth audio streaming, but DB's got a solution to that. You get the Aux port and you buy a little dongle.
0: You get the little uh you get the the thing that plugs into the cigarette lighter. Yeah. Or- you know, and then you just plug your aux port adapter into that, and I got the Rockford Fosgate one. It was like twenty three dollars on Amazon, and you plug that in, you pair your phone to it, and boom, you've got Bluetooth. And then you don't need to do Todd's trick for to to get your um, to get your nav to go through the speakers because it'll go through the Bluetooth. Yes, which is also really nice. Yes. Anyway, uh, we need to move on. I need, uh, we need to pay some more bills, and then we've got one more story we need to talk about before we finish up tonight. And so I want to remind you guys about our friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. They make all the really cool high-tech stuff with computers and carbon fiber and unobtainium, right? The Platypus mount, the FlexPod adapter, which we just mentioned, which is a brilliant piece, stubby antenna, the pulley for the R53, the dipstick, the intake for the F56, the springs, all of the things that CravenSpeed makes, all really cool, really custom. Awesome stuff, all for your mini. Go over there, check it out. Uh, look at all the things that they actually sell for your mini. And when you do buy something from Craven Speed, this is a really cool trick. Is I'd like you to leave a comment there that says, "Thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that." So do they. They, of course, being CravenSpeed.com. Go mm-hmm. over there and check them out, please.
3: Yes. Buy some stuff and.
0: Buy some stuff, and sites like Craven also—they're right there. They were one of the original sponsors of the White Roof Radio, they're mm-hmm. OG, um, and not only that, but they're sponsoring Southwest Mini Fest. I think they sponsor a little bit of the Dragon. They—they they do all the things for the clubs, just like Outmotoring does. So, and we love those guys. Kellen's awesome,
3: and you'll it's, be able to buy stuff coming up next week. This—this this week is the Dragon.
0: Dragons this week, and Kellen's got the key.
1: yes.
3: And Chad, you're getting ready to head down there in a few days now, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, we got a, a whole bunch of Craven items in our van already ready to go, um, uh, as well as other vendors there at the Dragon. We'll be doing installs all week long for all types of uh, goodies, including all of the free installs for most of the Craven Speed stuff. Nice. That's awesome. So,
0: Excellent. It's uh, going to uh, be a good time. Yeah, CravenSpeed.com. Uh, so before we move on to things, other things really quick, uh, this was this one actually just came up this week, uh, and that's the um, uh, Mini Cooper engine problems alleged in lawsuit. Uh, this is going to be affecting possibly 2009 to 2014 cars that leak oil like a sieve.
1: Which means everybody.
0: <laughs> Which means all the cars built between 20, 2009 and 2014. Primarily Mini Cooper S's. is right Chad?
1: Uh yes I do believe so yes
0: yeah because yeah, it affects that um the solenoid that that leak that well, leak and oil. well I mean it it
1: affects yeah. the turbo oil line it affects yeah. the oil filter housing seal to block seal right. it affects the solenoid it affects the you know valve cover gasket I mean it is it's a myriad of things yeah it's encompassing every single oil leak that the mini has. And that's like five or six different items based on purely for the fact of the material that the gasket material is made from. Right. That BMW should have known, which I kind of agree. At this point of your engine life, you're like, okay, well, we already know what kind of rubber it needs to be to make it this reusable gasket, this you know, gasket material. We should be able to just be like, hey, make this rubber compound done. Make the gasket look like this, done. Well, and they didn't. So,
0: so Chad didn't. It looks like here that BMW actually issued a service, service bulletin covering 2005 to 2013 cars. Oh
1: yeah, there's, and that's and part, that's of, part this. of the lawsuit.
3: Is there's like eleven different service bulletins issued? Yeah, I mean, this. and, you and this
1: is. I, of, I know Todd gave us a link. Yep. It's actually going to be posted over at our uh, Detroit Tune Facebook page. Um, all of these different service bulletins are actually part of this lawsuit because they're proving that you know, many already knew that all these right. things were failing. And, DB, you're covered. Your 2008 is in that. Just take my yeah.
0: part of the dealer, have them pull the VIN, and say, "Fellas, fix what needs to be fixed that has a service bulletin. Right. Because right. that will be covered. It should well, be.
1: In the, well,
0: Shouldn't it? If it's a service bulletin item, don't, don't yeah. aren't those usually covered?
1: If unless it doesn't is not happening.
3: Well, well right, or unless right. there's a it's, limit she, to the mileage or age, which you're. Yeah.
0: No, I'm at eighty-five thousand miles. Around.
3: You're fine. I would go and I would just bitch to him and say I want to talk to regional. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> say that. <laughs> Screw you guys. Get regional on the phone now. <laughs> I brought you donuts. Shut and, up. And then should I drop?
0: Show you. Do you know who I am? <laughs> All, always, and then always. after they stop laughing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, okay, that's fine. Just let me talk to the <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know, it will link to this in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, the, of course, as always, the best place to go for places for these kind of issues is check with your dealer. Get your car into the shop. Have them pull your vents See if there's any service bulletins for your car. That you know, the service bulletin items are usually like extended warranty things. So it's like it's right. like not quite recall.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? it's. It's going to be very interesting how they're going to deal with all of this stuff because there are some service bulletins based on a lot of cars. But if you're not bringing them in all the time, those service bulletins can't be applied to your car. Well,
3: and you sometimes have a TSB, a, a bulletin, you'll have to ask to check it because it's not necessarily a campaign. Because right. when you do a key read, you go to the dealer and they stick it in their little machine. It'll see if there's any open campaigns. Okay. Yes. You have to dig deeper to go. No, I have a specific. Yeah.
0: have to have them ask if there's any service bulletins for your car.
3: Right. I have a specific issue. That I'm here. I have an oil problem that I need you to look into. And yep. then they can dig deeper into it and go, oh, sure enough, here's a, a TSB a tech service bulletin that says, here, we need to do this. Okay, we can do it. I wish there were a better way. And many is
0: you, for those of you who own 2003 and 2004 Mini Coopers, you're already aware of how this procedure works because you still yeah. have to do it all the time. Yeah. Um, the same thing goes now with these cars is you know, when you go in, it's like, hey, check, see if there's anything, you know, any service bulletins for my car.
1: And I'm going
3: to say, there is a new procedure. that This needs to be better. They need, to, like, dealer service departments need to be better at this. And they're, they are trying. There's, like, a new system that Mini has started here within the last few months. And basically, is they start collecting consumer complaints, they're trying to speed up this process because they'll say, oh, well, we really didn't put together that all over the country, um, 100 people have come in and complained about X. Okay, well now service departments have the ability to go into this new system and say, hey, I have a customer complaining about this. There's nothing about it online. You know, you haven't said anything as a company yet, but I'm putting this information in here. And then what many does is they're like, oh, we've got a whole database. Now we've got a hundred people complaining about the same thing. Let's look into this problem. It's not just a one-off yeah, you hit a raccoon and that's 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 what's causing your problem, okay? I I think that's part of
1: the the whole... uh, Uh, being like slap on the hands basically of saying, okay, well, we're going to find you $10 billion here. And then we need, you know, to set this other $30 billion aside to train you, (laughs) which is now this is coming because of the training and they're, they're making it so that they have a better system to, Right. Make sure the customer is getting uh, serviced the way that they should. Well, and Chad's point is is that uh, you know if they find out these
3: problems early enough, before they become like a widespread problem, they can go, oh hey, let's fix this because it seems right. to be an issue, and it'll save many a lot of money in the long run. It'll save them from being sued in the long run. Like this, and the lawsuit it, was settled for. Like, the settlement was approved for the
1: timing chain issue, and everybody's getting a chunk of money for that. Right. Well, I mean, do you think it's a little too late for all of this? Do you think that Minis already shot themselves in the foot for all of these cars? And You know, I mean, because obviously there's a water pump, there's a timing chain, there's a massive oil leak, you know, campaign i'm sure that eventually the thermostat is going to come down yeah as well as maybe one or two others do you think that the press from all of these problems on this second generation car regardless of whether they are going to be part of the third generation car at all will end up killing the brand basically no i don't think so i think
3: it can recover from that because like i said most people they'll i don't know i I, it's funny because mini seems to be a car that people keep longer than two years longer than average and so here's what's happening is the first owner's are the ones who are experiencing these problems and are like, wait, I love this car. Why is it so? M- why am I in the dealer all the time with problems? Like DB said, why is my engine light come on every two weeks? Right. Um, little things like this. So I think it's a little skewed towards Mini because people tend to keep their cars a little bit longer. But when you buy a car that's like you're the third, fourth owner of it, I don't know how you can complain about that because you don't know how the first three, first two or three people maintained the car. That's a tough one, Chad. That's a that's a really tough one. Yep. But I think they can recover from it because, <laughs> really, what do you do? Just trade your car in every couple of
0: years. <laughs> there you go. Just do like Todd, change, give me a mini every other week. Yeah, just trade it in every couple of years. You'll be fine. There you
3: go. Uh, that is a solution because there is a there is some wisdom to the fact that if you make the statement, "I'm always going to have a car payment," just yep. come if, to if the realization I'm going to pay four or five hundred dollars a month for a car, and yep. go. Well, screw it. I'm always going to have a car with warranty and so I don't have to worry about this.
1: Right.
0: And and there's a certain amount of uh, logic behind that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I think every customer uh, you know, that is listening to the White Roof Radio, you know, audience here, uh, they need to when they get that type of stuff in the mail, they need to read it totally verbatim and really understand all the wording and Find out whether they really want to be a part of the class action or not, yep. and you know take take heed because I get a lot of questions daily, especially with this new timing chain lawsuit that's out right now. It's like, well, what is that? I was like you know, like I don't have one of these cars. I haven't read it verbatim, really read it, understand all the language. Opt out if you feel like you need to fill fill out all the paperwork or opt out. Yeah, whatever you think is best, but really understand it, even to the point of. You may want to talk to your lawyer if you have one, or a buddy who's a lawyer, or be like, "Hey, read this. Is this you know? Do I want to do this? Because you know there's some wording in that that says you know if you join this lawsuit, you can't do any other lawsuits. So you may want to think about. I was like, okay, do I want to pick this one or do I want to wait for another one? So really, read it well. There it is.
0: Done and done excellent um we are going to call it a show we went long tonight i think and that's totally cool because you guys like the long shows nicely done um as always uh, thanks guys for sticking with us for those of you who support us via patreon patreon.com forward slash white roof radio we appreciate you a lot like a super a lot uh, for those who've been clicking back over to white roof radio leaving comments like our man eric who left three comments last week i think he was actually sitting at his desk and was commenting as he listened to the show because they're all kind of sequential. <laughs> it's like, Oh, okay. I knew where he was when he, when he left that comment. I knew where he was when I left that comment. Uh, you guys that are doing that are leaving comments over on the Facebook page. That's super awesome. We really appreciate that as well. And don't forget, if you haven't in a while or if you never have, leave us a nice uh, review over iTunes. That's always fun, too. Uh, finally, uh, let me see. What's the day today? May is the 4th. Tomorrow's the 5th. Yeah, motoringstripes.com. Hurry. You still have a few days. Do it now. Go over to motoringstripes.com, get your mini takes estate stuff, uh, including the limited edition mini takes states badge individually numbered. Go over, get it now. If you get your order in before May 8th, and if you use the coupon code of MTTS, Todd will ship it to you free of charge. Yes, which is super awesome. So if you haven't got your MTTS decals, magnets, or whatever yet, go do it now. Use the coupon code of MTTS. Free shipping until uh, the end of the week, May 8th. And so eight. you only have a few more days to take advantage of this. Correct. Go go now to motoringstripes.com because blank is boring. And of course, if you are within the sound of Chad's voice, you use him for, for parts and service anyway over Detroit tuned. Um, if you're not within the sound of Chad's voice, go, go to, the to the Dragon. Go to the Dragon. Go say hi to Chad. Okay. Do that. Well, say, hey, Chad, you're
1: awesome we're getting booked up but we will still have a few available appointments so find us early
0: there you go find him early and he'll get you hooked up if you can't make it to the dragon or you're not just go over to DetroitTune.com. find yourself something nice like possibly the detroit tuned pint glass i'm gonna have to order me one of those chad
1: yeah they're uh give me a left? Th- they're nice oh yeah yeah, yeah very, I'll very have to order. i'm gonna have to order me a couple of those the new 2016 glasses for dragon number 14 are already at fontana waiting for me.
0: Nice. Nice. Very cool. See, you got that plus a whole list of other things available for your mini over at DetroitTuned, com. Go over there. Check it all out, please. Otherwise, we're done? Yes. Perfect. This is the part of the show where I like to make the funny clicking sound and then I say... Questions, comments, or concerns? Go ahead, click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There, you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com. But until next week, Hank, this DB. I'm done.
3: Cheers. See ya. And I'll be in for Alex, who had to drop <laughs> off. <laughs> I was say for Alex. Yeah, it's to
1: he Alex. Had to go put it out a work fire. <laughs>